What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. We're here courtesy of uh, Fancy Alarm, all that fun stuff, picks-wise, everything like that, the whole family. Um, and wow, Adam, I got to tell you, man. Well, I mean, how was your weekend? Because this was a, it was a pretty chaotic weekend for those of us uh, both with social lives and in the sports yeah, it definitely was chaotic. There's so much going on uh, from a baseball perspective with the trades and free agent signings and finding out all these players that are hurt, NFL free agency tampering period beginning and everything getting announced, NCAA tournament selection. Oh, yeah, the NBA is still going on. So, yeah, it's just wild right now. It really is. I mean, it was, you know, and, and the news just kept pouring out. So, I mean, let's just. I mean, obviously, the, the the focus here should be, you know, with NFL free agency because we're in the legal tampering period. Uh, that's got big news. And then, of course, let's it's not, you know, let's not ignore our friends at MLB. So where do you want to start? You want to start baseball or football? Uh, whatever you want. No, 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 please. Your choice today. And let's start with baseball. Well, baseball. What a novelty game this is. Right. So lots of crazy stuff happening uh, in the world of baseball, we can start with let's start with the worst news. And this is something that you actually you predicted this like two months ago, a month ago. Well, I don't know how long the lockout was, but like very early on into the lockout, you were like, you know, the biggest problem that we're going to have is, is that we don't have any kind of pipeline into teams, players, medicals. And when we come out of this lockout, we're going to start hearing all sorts of shit about injuries that we weren't prepared for. And I think number one on the board is a fractured wrist for Fernando Tatis, who says he's still contemplating whether or not that he's going to have surgery. Yeah, I wish I would have known this last week before Tout War, so uh, I didn't have to take him number one. But, hey, it's over with. Nothing you could do now. Yeah, I mean, look, now the question is, how much time is he going to miss? I know the report is three months, but we don't know that. Is he going to have the surgery? How is his power going to be when he returns? Is he going to steal bases when he returns? So it's a tough situation right now because you know how talented he is. So if you're doing a draft now, uh, it's a tough call. But I I'd probably avoid him at this point uh, because – you just don't know. And he's also still has the shoulder issue as well, which could pop right. up at any time. So, uh, you know, in a 12 team league, it's easier to take them uh, maybe round 11, 12, 13, especially if you have unlimited IR spots. It's much more difficult in a 15 team league like the NFBC where you have no IL spots. And now, you know, you have one guy taking one of your seven bench spots for three months, potentially more. It's really difficult to do because more injuries are going to happen. So. Yeah, it's just tough uh, if you already drafted. And I even saw um, someone this morning, uh, Joey Brown, a loyal follower, jumped in a draft, took Tatis number one early in the morning and then finds out during the day. Yeah, he's out uh, with this wrist injury. So, yeah, it's just it's brutal. I mean, it sucks for baseball to begin with. He's one of the more exciting players. And then it sucks if you already did your draft. And um, I know I did another draft champions where I took Tatis three. So that's two teams now that I just have to figure out something and both are 15 team league. So it's not easy, but nothing you could do now it's done with. Yeah, that uh, you are, you are definitely correct on that. I have, I like three out of the 
eight or nine best balls that I've done already was, um, you know, and I, and I, three of those drafts, I took Tatis. It was like, I had the number one pick in one, the number two pick in another, a number three pick, uh, and landed me some Tatis and felt really good about it. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. Um, in my, uh, my draft champions, uh, beat the beat Howard Bender one, uh, it started, um, what it, it started at nine o'clock this morning. Oh, no, it started at noon, noon Eastern. So nine o'clock my time, nine o'clock Pacific. And um, and the first guy took Tatis and then I guess got the news and no other picks were made. And so he asked to back it out and they did because no yeah. other picks were made. The wow. dude who took Tatis number two obviously didn't check the news. Right. Just, you know, logged in, saw that Tatis was still on the board, took Tatis and then like five picks went off the board. Uh, And then he was like, oh, shit, I just saw the news now. I need to, you know, can I take it back? And the governing bodies of the NFBC said, nope, picks had gone by already. You can't do it. So that's a huge bummer. It's a horrible way to start off in uh, in any draft. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and it's also a lesson, too, because I know people are doing stall drafts now and they will be doing them for the NFL as well. You always got to check the news, man, before you make a pick. And I know, he, you know, the response might be like, oh, um, well, come on, man, what's going to happen? Well, it goes back to what you said at the top. We're finding out things that we did not know because these guys have not been in contact with the team. They haven't been consulting with team doctors. They haven't been at the facility. So some of them are checking in now for the first time, going through physicals. And we're finding all this crazy stuff. Taiwan Walker had knee surgery in January. Starling Marte is dealing with an oblique issue. Um, the Braves announced, said they don't think Ronald Acuna is going to be ready till May, although he was in BP crushing shots today. He said he's back. He's good to go now. Obviously, that's going to be on the team. But all these little things are popping up, and there's going to be more. I mean, not that it's a huge injury, but Albert Alzale of the Cubs got a shoulder issue. He's going to start the season on the aisle. I did take him. I think I took him in Tout Wars or or uh, maybe TGFBI. One of those leagues, I definitely took him in the, like the reserve round. So that's another guy that in a deeper format, you, you're you probably Xing off the list now. Um, who else? So, oh, Ian Happ had some elbow surgery. It doesn't appear to be serious, but like all these issues are going to pop up. Oh, Zach Wheeler dealing with shoulder soreness and yeah. says he's fine. And he threw a bullpen issue. And yeah, so my friend, man. These people like sometimes. So I think I've, I've told you the rule in my league for trading is two teams agree to our trade is posted on the message board for 48 hours. So this way teams have an opportunity to say, oh, my God, that's the trade you're giving up. I would have given up way more. So now you have the opportunity to better it. Now, the two teams involved in the deal cannot start sending out offers. It's got to be brought to them. So I agreed to a deal trading someone, Carlos Correa. Um, Javier Baez, Kristen Yelich for uh, O'Neill Cruz. Um, I wasn't keeping any of those three players, and Baez and Correa were 21 and 22, better than any of the keepers the guy had. So he agreed to the trade. So then someone offered him uh, Zach Wheeler at 30, Starling Marte at 36, and Hunter Green, a minor leaguer, for O'Neill Cruz and draft picks. And he took that one. And I'm like, wait, what? So I messaged him. I said, I hope you're aware Zach Wheeler has like a sore shoulder. He's like, yeah. And he sends me a headline. Zach Wheeler says he's okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, because players never lie. I'm like, the guy hasn't thrown off a mound 
and the season starts in three weeks mm-hmm. and you're going to keep him at 30 bucks. Okay, cool. And then what happens? Morte has an oblique. I didn't even send that to him. I'm like, I right, let him find out on his own. But like, and I asked a friend too. I said, which package would you rather have? Which one would you rather have? Bias 21, Correa 22, or Marte 36, Wheeler 30, and Hunter Green for nothing? I mean, I'd rather have the shortstops. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, again, people could do what they want. But the guy, I thought this was a dick move. The guy posts on the message board, just curious, who would you rather have as their keepers? And his package of mine, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that's like, that's a dick move. Yeah, you can't you can't right? lobby for yeah. against trades when a trade is out there. I had a league right. that that did that all the time, and it fucking pissed me off. Like a dude would a dude would literally he like every deal was unfair to him. Every deal was unfair to him, uh, you know. And it was always in relation to where he was in the standings. And he would literally fucking call people because this was the the this was in the early days, right? This was in the nineties. But he would fucking call every single person and just be like, you know. Hey, what's up? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then start talking and then be like, so what do you think of this deal? Like, I think it's fucked up, man. And like, a me- like you can't lobby against deals like that. It's ridiculous. I'm, no one in the league responded, which was, I thought was cool. Because like, yeah. and this is a guy that makes mad trades and you're getting mad. So, I mean, he got his way. He got his trade because, I mean, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone is going to. I don't know if he's going to take another trade. So whatever. I mean, nothing I could do. I, I was going to say something. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. But I think that's a dick move. It's a it's a total dick move. It's a total dick move. And I would have said something. I would have. I would have just been like, dude, why are you lobbying against the trade? Just fucking let it happen and let it take its course. You can't sit there and put your own fucking two cents in there. Get the fuck out. But, you know, that's that's just me. Um. All right. So. We've got the Tatis news, and we're still obviously waiting to find out uh, surgery. But you kind of have to bake in now the potential of losing three months from him, with or without surgery, just because he's going to need healing time. And then you're worried about uh, power, like you said. Between that and then uh, Acuna, who says he wants to be ready for opening day. um, And if he would play opening day if it were up to him. But reports are saying that he could miss uh, the first month of the season, like they're talking about possibly May. So let me ask you this one here, because these are guys, one Tatis taken in the top three, Acuna already being discounted to the back end of the, uh, of the, you know, the middle to the back end of, uh, of round one uh, because of the injury. So where would you, in, in just a straight redraft league, no keeper, no dynasty, anything like that, just a one-off league, where would you set the the two of them as like potential targets? If he falls down to here, then I'll grab him. Uh, Cunha probably round two. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, it, I don't I don't know what the Braves are going to do. Uh, again, he had a whole a smacked a, a pitch today off the scoreboard and said, "I'm back." So he said he's good to go. <laughs> he wants to play. Maybe the Braves is just downplaying it, but, you know, a month is not a huge deal. Again, you don't get a zero. And we know that he's pretty much recovered. It's just them being cautious. So I could see taking him in round two. Uh, As for Tatis, man, I'm probably not going to draft him right now, man, because if I don't get more news, then I don't feel comfortable because – 
again, I know he's a guy that we saw last year. If he plays 75, 80 games, he could crush. But do you really want to go into the season knowing you're going to miss a guy for at least half the season? If you don't have like IL spots and like, again, in a 12 team league, it's easier to do because mm-hmm. the replacement value is easier, especially at shortstop. But in a 15 team league, very difficult. So let's say let's let's put it into a 12 team league. If he drops to the would you take him in the in the sixth round? No. Would you take him in the eighth round? No. Tenth. Maybe. Ninth. Maybe. That's okay. why I start thinking about it. So that's that's where you're at. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. It's kind of like where I have him. I was just updating the uh, the the cheat sheet for fantasy alarm. Um, and I left, uh, I, I put a, a Cunha, I left him in the back end of the first round. Um, and Tatis, I bumped down to uh, to round nine. I didn't want to get like too crazy with it. Um, but for the time being right now, he's at the back end of uh, of round nine. Every time in the cheat sheet, you know how it's set up, Adam. But for anybody out there who doesn't, um, I set it up so that I give you six options for the you know for the first six for the first half of a round and then six options for the second half of the round and that's kind of where I I floated in and so back end uh, of the ninth round is where I put Fernando Tatis so so you know obviously I mean again it's a lot depends on a how the draft goes b what your needs are the most um. You know, and how you uh, how you how you construct your uh, your roster there. So so we're hit with injuries here. Now we're also you know we got some other good shit going on, or you know just some interesting stuff. Um, Yankees made a deal over the uh, over the weekend, which to be honest, I mean I have I'm scratching my head as a Yankees fan, right? So you get uh, some catcher named Rortvet, um, Josh Donaldson, who can play first base. Uh, and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who they just picked up from the Rangers in a deal, they trade away Gary Sanchez and uh, and and Ursula. Now I know that Isaiah Kiner-Falefa has caught before in the past, but I don't necessarily know if that's you know if they were even remotely thinking about using him there, if they're using him as a uh, as a utility guy. Um, but for everything that I've seen, and for the fact that they've got you know you still have Gleyber Torres. And you've got DJ LeMayhew and and they've got oh, and Anthony Volpe is, you know, supposedly on his way from, you know, at short. And that's kind of where I feel like Kiner Falefa ends up getting used. And then when Volpe is ready, they bring him over there. But it sounds to me like from reports here, well, obviously the Braves just traded for Matt Olson, Christian Pache, Shea Langoliers. Ryan Cusick and, and Joey Estes. So Matt Olson deal is off the table for the Yankees. Um, and it sounds like they're out on Freddie Freeman. So, I mean, you as a, as a, as a Yankee hater, I mean, you probably have to love this situation. Um, I mean, it's tough to judge right now because they're going to probably do something else. You know, they could still bring Rizzo back. They could sign Story, Correa. So it's still to be determined what's going to happen. I mean, look, Gary Sanchez was a horrible defender, man, and he was a batting average liability. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't not wor- think- yeah, I'm not worried about what we gave up. I'm worried about more like what are we going to do next after this? Like where, where you know, what's what, what, what is this the primer code for? 
Um, I mean, there's probably another bat coming, I would think, for sure. So whether it's shortstop or first base. So that's what I would think. I mean, and they still have Luke Voigt there. So they could always play him at first. So I, I think there's probably still more moves coming for them. Yeah. I mean, there. well, there has to be. There definitely has to be. LeMay, you can play all over the field. Gliber can play second or short, but you'd rather keep him at second. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, maybe it's just I'm, I'm just not a Donaldson fan at all. I mean, what we're going to get. If, if we're lucky, we get 115 games out of him, you know, with the uh, with the, the, the chronic injuries. Um, I, mean, I don't think we gave up a ton in, in Ursula and Sanchez for him. But, yeah, it's a it's the precursor. What about what about Matt Olson going to the Braves? Uh, first of all, I think it's absolutely pathetic that the Braves did not bring Freddie Freeman back. There's no excuse. There was a report that they profited one hundred million dollars last year. Won the World Series. You already underpaid Albies and Acuna. Have them on great contracts. And you're not going to bring Freddie Freeman, the face of the franchise, back? It's just a complete joke. You can tell me, oh, Olsen's younger and cheaper. Great. It doesn't matter, man. Like, Freddie Freeman was the guy, man. And I'm glad they didn't as a Mets fan. But I just think it's absolutely atrocious that they're not bringing him back. So, I mean, it's upgrade for Olsen, obviously. Uh, moves to a better team, better lineup. I've already drafted, well, I drafted him in Tout Wars. Um, did I get him in TGFBI too? I think I did. So, you know, good. It's a good move for him. He was going to hit for power regardless, but now he goes to a good lineup. So, um, you know, slight upgrade for him. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree with you. And, you know, and listen with the DH in play, obviously you could still conceivably bring back Freddie Freeman, but I saw a report from, uh, Carlos Baerga of all yeah. people mm-hmm. who broke the, that. He broke the semi into Toronto news last year. Now saying that Freeman could end up in uh, is is going to Toronto, which I mean, come the fuck on, right? You just moved Vladdy Jr. to 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 DH, and Freddie Freeman is now your fucking first baseman. Come on! Hey, I don't mind it. They play in a division with the Yankees, so that would God, be a I lot hate of fun. You so much sometimes, dude. Really that lineup good. would be absolutely sick if they did it. It already is. Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Teoscar, Lourdes, and then you add Freeman. I was going to say they kind of need pitching, but I mean, they have Barrios, Gossman, Ryu, Manoa, and Kikuchi. So, um, and then the bullpen. See, uh, yeah, Jordan Romano obviously is the closing out. I've been debating taking him in like the sixth, seventh round of draft champions leagues, and I have not been able to pull the trigger, and I'll probably regret it if they don't add anyone. That's the thing I'm worried about is do they add a Kenley Jansen trade for Craig Kimbrell and then bump Romano to the eighth and high leverage? But because I think Romano absolutely has the skills to be a really good closer, top 10 closer. But I've just been hesitant to uh, take him because he goes like like he just went in mine. I was going to. So I passed on him around six. And I'm like, if he makes it back, I'm taking him. He did it. Um, someone who already see this is where calculating the board goes wrong. So I'm picking sixth. And I looked, I said, all right, team one has two closers. Okay, they're going to pass. Team two has a closer. All right, he probably won't take one. Team three has a closer. Okay. Team four has a closer. Cool. Team five, uh, they probably won't take a closer, and I'll take the risk. The team that had uh, a role this Chapman went Jordan Romano. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I, some somebody took Hendricks and Hayter on the 2-3 turn. So they have Hendricks and Hayter and no starting pitching. Hendricks and Hayter. Yeah. And no starting pitching through seven rounds. So they went two closers, five bats. Oh, 
I see why now. They took Tatis one, so they probably felt, shit, I'm behind. Now I have to go bats on the 6-7 turn. Ah, that's what happened. Mm. I bet you that altered their strategy. They said, fuck it, I'm just going to have to wait on starting pitching because I remember already down one bat. So, yeah, it made sense. They had Tatis, so they took uh, Correa uh, to close out round six because the news was already broken by that. Interesting. See? Yeah, these fucking slow drafts sometimes, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's only benefited it only benefited me once in my fantasy career to do a slow draft, right? Once, and that was the year that uh, that that Cespedes uh, came into the uh, and signed with the A's, and it was like, you know, middle of the draft, and uh, and then and it was it was like my pick. It had been my pick for like. A good like 15 or 20 minutes. And right when I was just going to, you know, kind of check all the news and stuff before uh, before making my selection, I saw that Cespedes signed with the A's. So I immediately picked him up. And that was my that was the only time that I've ever gotten like the benefit of being in a slow draft. The rest of it is all just fucking aggravation. I can't remember specifically, but I do remember one time and I don't know if I told you this story before. It, my fantasy football home league, we used to do a slow draft because sometimes we had 16 teams or 14 teams. And it was I was like, all right, we'll just do a slow draft. So we were doing a slow draft. It was a Sunday and I played I was playing softball. So I come home. I was picking last. And the team in front of me, our boy Red Rum, took Jordy Nelson early on. I got home, immediately checked news and saw a report. Jordy Nelson might have torn his ACL. So I message him. I said, hey, man, just got back from softball. I'm going to take a shower. Then I'm going to make my pick. So I took my shower, came back out because I was waiting for the confirmation. And yeah, Jordy Nelson tore his ACL and I took Randall Cobb. He got so mad and he drained the, <laughs> he drained the clock on his next pick until like a minute left. And I, I don't remember if it was an eight, it might have been an eight hour clock. He was so mad. And I'm like, you can't be mad at me. I didn't do anything wrong. That's part of the slow draft. I was waiting for confirmation on news. It's not like I let the clock go for eight hours. You know, I took my shower and I because I saw the news. I'm like, all right, let me just wait for confirmation. And then I took Randall Cobb, who obviously benefited. But he was so mad. (laughs) But that's that's part of the slow draft, unfortunately. It's not it. See, to me, there's a difference intentionally taking the whole time. Like people are going to do that now. I don't know if it's it probably hasn't happened in your draft yet. But it's going to happen with the news that's happening now. People are going to just take the whole time. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm just going to make my pick, especially now we're early on. And if some bad luck happens, fine. But people are going to start to do that. And it's not wrong. Like I can't get upset because, you know, you do get two, four hours for whatever reason. But if someone does that on every pick waiting for news, it's just like you just hope that the karma comes back and they get burned. Yeah. <laughs> well, your boy Red Rum said that he's buying two beers if we go to a game. So, you know, <laughs> knowing that he's, you know, knowing he's going he's to dip into his pocket for at least $22 for me. Right. I mean, you know, well, inflation, I, I, man, that might not be 30. Oh, well, I mean, again, it doesn't bother me at all how much he's paying <laughs> for me. But his deal. he said two beers, right? Yes, he did. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna hold that tweet as uh, as as not even gospel. a big beer guy. What's that? You're not even a big beer guy, right? No, I'm not. But if he's buying, why why wouldn't I have some liquor there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I could I could do that, man. I could like you know I could just get like. Oh, yeah, but you're not even 
You're not a big liquor guy either, right? Oh, I could I could do two bourbons and go like old school bender and just get really belligerent the entire time. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> belligerent wearing like Giants jersey or something, Giants t-shirt or something like that to the game. Wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be a welcome back to New York, Howard? Kind of situation. Either way, either way. Um, I, I feel like we should just tell uh, our, our good friend Lorber to uh, to just get us an entire section of seats because every, every, people who have people who have listened to the pod who heard the podcast the other day about it. They were like, oh, dude, you're going to be in New York. I'll totally go to a game with you. Like, mm. well, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, but I like it. I'm still looking at that Monday night just for the record, for the record, okay. the 18th, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it'll it. be it'll be nice and warm and toasty that night. Listen, dude, I'm, listen, I'm fine with the cold weather. It doesn't bother me at all, dude. It's the hot weather I can't stand. And as long as it's not snowing there in April, I'll be all right. Okay, it did snow. Uh, what was it? Saturday it snowed? It did snow over the weekend. Not a lot, but it did snow. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't I, that that's something I don't want any part of. But either way. Um, we'll work on that. Um, all right. So more in the baseball. Oh, and I like this and I like this strictly for our good friend Juan Soto, but Nelson Cruz signed a one year deal with the Nats. Hello, lineup protection, right? You're not going to just, you're not just going to walk Juan Soto so you can get to want to Nelson Cruz. Are you? No, you shouldn't. I mean, Cruz did slip a little bit last year, but it was more with Tampa. And I wonder if it's that backdrop. Uh, Willie Adamas notably had issues hitting there. Uh, I mean, look, at some point, age will catch up to Cruz. We say it every year, but he, you know, again, showed slight cracks last year, but nothing major. Still a really good hitter. Now they have the DH in the National League. So, yeah. Um, so I'm going to see if Tout Wars will let me redo my pick so I could take Soto one and uh, drop Tatis. You think they'll let me? Oh, yeah, of course they will, right? I mean, I think, you know, as long uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody in the league will be on board with it. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I did take Hassan Kim in the in the last round or two. So I guess I had the foresight. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. they could make another move. They uh, There's no guarantee that he's going to play every day. But uh, at least at least it's not a big money league. Money league, small consolation. Wars every year, if you know what I mean. What's that? I lose money in tout wars every year, if you know what I mean. I do know exactly what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come crying to me, Adam. Go to three time Melnick. I'm a three time winner. How much did you win? I'm actually lost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually in the negative still. I could win for the next 10 years. I'm still going to have a net loss. No, 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 no. See, what you have to do, Adam, is you just have to show up to Tout Wars the follow, you know, like the first year that we're all back and everything like that. You just go in there and then you eat for like eight different people. Mm, right. Okay. You know, they'll throw some stuff down here and there. You, you know, you you turn to uh, you turn to, to Peter Kreitzer uh, once we're at like whatever bar they, they find us a, a home at. And you start using those tout bucks. Oh, yeah. With my picture on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freaking, damn. Now you reminded me. Another year I don't get my picture on the bills because we're not a person. Damn it, <laughs> man. 
That sucks. I got screwed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. It's been so long since we've been in person. I forgot about the tout bills with the pictures of the winner on it. Did you say me since we've been in prison? No, I said that. like you just said that. I which did not. Really wouldn't been, be too far off. Would I said it's been a long time since we've been in person for town. Oh, in person. Yeah. This is what? <laughs> is this yeah, this is three straight years now that they're not doing it in person. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yet I still paid 60 bucks this year. So did I. For what? Where's Lenny Melnick when you need him? <laughs> Where is Lenny Melnick when you need him? No doubt. No <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. What else did I miss in, uh, in MLB? Sonny Gray with the with the Twins now? That's a better ballpark for him. Definitely. Yeah. He's a ground ball pitcher to begin with. So good move for him. Um, and then uh, Chris Bassett to the Mets, too. Oh, that, I see. I love that deal for you guys. I hate your your team. And I, no, I don't hate your team. I like your team. I hate your fan base. But long story short, I love Chris Bat. I love that move. I think that that's. I I originally thought that Kikuchi was going to be going to the Mets, you know, because Bowden and I were talking about that. But when I saw that it was Bassett, I was. Uh, I, I thought I actually I like Bassett for the Mets better than I liked Kikuchi for the Mets. Yeah, Bassett's been a good pitcher over the last few years. Uh, last year, he had a 3 one 5 ERA, 2-2-9 in 63 innings in 2020. And I know he had better splits at home, but, you know, City Field's a pitcher's park, man. It's hard to hit there. So uh, he, he's been a little undervalued for fantasy, too, um, even by me, to be honest. I mean, he's not a big strikeout guy, but he's always over 20%, doesn't walk guys. Very good for whip. You know, again, that's a category I think sometimes people don't look at enough. Uh, 1.06, 116, 119 the last three years. So, yeah, it's a it's a good move for him for sure. I mean, he was already, at least in the drafts I've done, he wasn't very cheap. Like, he, he was getting notoriety. And I think now, you know, you could see him move up a round or two. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a, a good move there. Uh, Bassett going to the league. Uh, did get an update here, too, on Zach Wheeler today. Girardi said that Wheeler's bullpen session went well. He's slated to throw again on Thursday. But he's going to be a bit behind. They think the shoulder soreness is fine is behind him. So we'll see. I mean, I moved him down in my rankings a little bit because, you know, I had him like around four or five. And a lot of those guys are close. So uh, as of if I'm drafting today, maybe in two weeks and he goes through everything, I'll move him back up. But, you know, that's how it is now. It's a day by day basis. And, um, you know, I think most people aren't going to draft for a couple of weeks anyway. Uh, I was debating whether to move my home link back and decided not to because we had the date in place and everything. And the problem is, I think you will. You're going to see some guys sign late, right? Like we all thought, oh, there's going to be a flurry of activity. It's really not. We still have some big names out there. So my draft's the 26th, which is a week from Saturday. We still might have some guys out there. So, um, you know, if you can't have your draft like right before the season, I think it's ideal. Like maybe that weekend. Before the season starts, first, second, third, you know, probably ideal. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, so there you go. That's that's the that's the MLB stuff that we've got right now. I mean, listen, we could sit here and uh break down more of it, you know, but there's still there's there's so much more player movement and fun stuff that we're gonna end up uh, you know, having to go through. So I don't wanna, you know. 
discuss too much that's uh, that's you know just speculative. We uh, we're dealing with enough shit as it is with all the injury news and everything else that's cropping up. So let's take a quick timeout here. We'll uh, we'll pay, pay some bills and uh, give you all a, a quick commercial break. When we come back, the NFL, hot and fast and furious and all sorts of stuff going on. The legal tampering period is officially open. Tampering period just basically means it's three days before free agency, and so everybody's going to sign anyway. Um, so we got a lot of news to uh, to catch up over there as well. So we'll be right back after this. All right, Adam. The the biggest news, obviously, that uh, that's that came crashing down on everybody. I think it was it was Sunday, right? Just to make Sunday. sure that it was all still yeah. in the uh, mon- Monday morning news cycles. Tom Brady coming back after after a a, a whopping three weeks of retirement, um, coming back to the Bucks for his twenty third season. But there's all sorts of speculation going on right now that the Bucks could end up making a deal with the 49ers that involves Brady and Garoppolo. What do you think? Oh, I didn't see that. that oh, be- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, with Brady, I'm not surprised he's back, but I'm surprised it was this quick. Like, really? Like, you know, you came out, announced you retired, and then, okay, I think there's a few reasons here. Number one, he was at home. And it's like, damn, I got to be around these kids. Nah, it's either <laughs> or or he had to deal with his wife more consistently and said, nah, I can't deal with this. Uh, and I know what that's like. Well, I don't, which is why I know uh, what that's I know what that part is like. I don't know what the kids part is like. That would chase me completely as well. The wife part. I mean, you see that that tweet that he said that uh, Giselle was taking these like karate classes and. Showed like a video of her like beating the snot out of some dude. I think he's uh, I think he's a little nervous to be around her. Yeah, could be. That could be it. Or maybe all of a sudden he's like, damn, I'm really not playing football anymore when I'm still playing at a high level. We know how competitive he is. So I'm not surprised that he's back, but I am surprised that three weeks later. All right. Yeah, I'm back now. And probably I guess he had the itch and he said, you know what? Free agency is about to start and I needed to be known that I'm going to be with Tampa. So free agents come and everything because they've taken a hit on the offensive line. Marpet retired. They lost another lineman in free agency. So, you know, if he's going to be there, obviously he it's more appealing. Like free agents going to want to go there. So. um, So, yeah, that's why that that tra- that trade would have to happen really quick. I mean, it would have to happen now, basically. Um. Would it have to happen right now? Well, if for purposes of building a team, yeah. I mean, if Brady know, obviously they're going to include Brady in. They're not going to keep him in the dark, right? Like, hey, you know what? We're going to send you to San Francisco. They're built to win. Don't you want to know that he's there for free agency? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would. I would definitely prefer to to, to see that happen. So. Um, we'll wait and see. Maybe, maybe Tampa Bay is looking to see if they can attract some, uh, some added free agents, seeing as how they're going to lose the, you know, they're losing Godwin, right? They, um, they're not going to bring back Fournette. They're not going to bring back, what was the other thing I heard? Oh yeah. The possibility of Tampa Bay trading for Saquon Barkley. Never, never trade for a running back, man. It's bad enough. The Cowboys had to pay sequel that money. 
Yeah. Now it's now it's it's screwing them in a big way. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. 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 Uh, what else happened? Uh, Christian Kirk signed an eighty-four million dollar deal with the um with the with the with the Jaguars. I, I don't really. I, I don't understand. I mean, I know they were losing DJ Chark um to free agency, but Christian Kirk. I don't know, man. I mean, is he? Can you look at Christian Kirk and consider him a number one wide receiver? No, he's better in the slot too. So. I think it helps Trevor Lawrence more than Kirk. Uh, I I believe the guaranteed money is two for 40. So because, you know, people see the money and like, oh, my God. But remember, in the NFL, it's really the guaranteed money that matters most. But, yeah, it definitely seems like they paid him a ton. I mean, I guess Jacksonville has so much money, but that doesn't mean you throw all you have at everyone. No, it definitely doesn't mean that you throw everything at him. I just, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was just, it was a weird one for me. It was a really weird one for me. I was like, uh, I mean, I haven't and even numbers looked. and his numbers were not as good without DeAndre Hopkins on the field. You know, Hopkins clearly is a one. And then you look at Jacksonville, who's a one there. They really don't have one. I mean, Marvin Jones is solid. He's not all, a number one. Though. Yeah. None of those guys are a one. So. Yeah, you I'm can't, trying to see Jacksonville. Kirk's I mean, unless they re-sign DJ Chark. He's not even a one. <laughs> and I don't know if they're going to re-sign him now. I mean, they, Yeah, I don't they think brought... they are either. So, ugh, I don't know, man. Are we, are we, is that what we're looking at? We're looking at Christian Kirk to be a number one receiver uh, with Marvin Jones on the other side and LaVisca Chenault working out of the slot. Uh, that's the way it's shaping up now. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! Now the Cowboys are going to lose Cedric Wilson to the Dolphins too. What the fuck? I was just gonna. That was going to be my next bit uh, here. So I was going to ask you. So the Amari Cooper trade to Cleveland. Well, talking about shitting up on uh, on Amari's value in fantasy. So you guys trade Amari to the Browns for a, a fifth round draft pick, um, and now yeah, Cedric Wilson could end up with uh, with the Dolphins. But you did re-sign Michael Gallup. Yeah, who's coming off a torn ACL. Yes, he is. Oh, boy. Yeah, they have cap issues, but that's why Cooper was gone. They were going to release him, so they just wanted to get anything for him. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not good right now. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, doesn't you know, give you give you hope that, uh, that, that things are going to work out. I mean... CD Lamb, I mean, the, you, you got to for you're doing everything you could possibly do to ensure that you're force feeding targets to CD Lamb. And he's yeah. like, he's going to be the, the only guy there. Yeah, I mean, Dalton Schultz is still there. Um, again, I thought Wilson was pretty good, so that kind of sucks. So I guess they're going to have to draft or get a real cheap free agent because they just don't, they have cap issues uh, because of, uh, and yeah, they're now Lyle Collins, they're trying to trade too. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that they were going to release Lael Collins also. Mm -hmm. It is fun. <laughs> Jets picked up a couple of offensive linemen. There you go, making moves. Right? I'm so excited. It's not anything that's going to move the needle there. Um, what well, at least I, I have the Mets. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> at least the ground was throwing. <laughs> yeah, there's a good start. 
Hashtag poor Adam, right? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about um? What about the Vikings locking up Kirk Cousins? How in the fuck is Kirk Cousins on a thirty-five million dollar extension here for one year? That's nice to be a quarterback in the NFL. That's uh, you know, decent. It's maddening how much money that thirty-five mil for a year. Yep. Uh, nice to be a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> it's nice to be a Just quarterback. Middle of the yeah. pack quarterback, and you will get some money. Jeez Louise, that is um absolutely insane to me. Um, but I, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I do like the continuity of you know of him and Jefferson working together. If Thielen comes back healthy. Then, you know, they've got their relationship. Irv Smith is used to Kirk Cousins now. So, you know, like switching things up, it's bad enough that you're you're changing coordinators and your coordinator has already talked about um, not forcing the run. And he wants to make sure that, you know, that that his passing game is uh, is featured. You want to kind of maintain the, uh, the the same continuity from last year. For sure. I mean, I, I always look at that in the NFL. You know, they're the familiarity with each other. So, yeah, it does help. Uh, they might not win, but you don't care about that for fantasy. You just want to see those guys put up numbers. Yeah, well, that's all. That's Listen, I, like I'm, I'm not a Minnesota fan, so I don't care whether or not they get to the Super Bowl or Kirk Cousins is the uh, is the one there. But as somebody who's got Jefferson in a dynasty format. I want to see that continuity at least for another year, you know, and just kind of build off of that and and see where that goes. But oh, again, I'm just I'm just blown away. I'm blown. You know what it is, man? I'm just why I, I almost want to like go to my parents. I don't speak to my parents as is, but I'd like to go to them and uh, and just beat the shit out of them both for having shitty genetics, right? Like, how am I not? 62235 and athletic. Why why am I not built like that, Adam? And that's that's totally their fault. Oh, it is. I feel the same way about mine. I mean, you know, you couldn't have me throw left-handed, throw 100 miles per hour, be a quarterback. I mean, come on, man. Right? I'm not asking for much, just you I'm know, not, like no. try just and put find me in position this... to be a millionaire. That's it. Right. They they did not my, my parents did not set me up for success. They did, not. they did not. Plucky comic relief is not a successful business unless I'm like, you know, Eddie Murphy. I mean, I can be funny. I have my moments there, but I'm I'm no fucking Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, I could tell you that. Go oh, fuck yourself. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick hey, of your shit, man. That's I'm so sick of your shit. You like do you like Bill Burr? I love Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. I was watching uh, his stand up again. He is phenomenal, man. Have you ever seen the the show that made Bill Burr famous? Which show is that? The um the one down in uh, in Camden. It was like a, a a comedy tour, and it was in Camden, New Jersey. God, I don't remember the what it was, but this is this was the uh, this was the moment that put Bill Burr on the map because he was you know he was an aspiring comedian, very funny shit, right? But he got noticed because um. The crowd like really got on. I think it was like Dom Herrera, who, you know, I mean, 
for anybody who like grew up on comedy in the eighties, like you knew who Dom Herrera was. He was like this, just, you know, uh, he, he was like, a, he was a grinder as far as comedians go. I didn't think that he was particularly funny, but you know, he definitely had his moments. Um, but he's like, you know, for younger comedians, he's like always been considered like royalty almost. Right. And so the crowd starts shredding Dom Herrera. Uh, and they're just, they're, they're being just total dicks about it. And they're just heckling him the entire time he leaves. Bill Burr comes on next and he's only got like, uh, you know, like 15 minutes set. Right. And he destroys the crowd for 15 minutes, calls them every name in the book, tells Philadelphia what kind of shit they are, tells Southern New Jersey what kind of shit they are. And he's like, and he's, and he's doing it. And every time he tells a joke after a little while, he's like six minutes left. Fuck you. This sucks. You suck. You're the worst. Blah, blah, blah. Four minutes left. And he's counting down his set. And the only thing that he's doing is just destroying the crowd. And like after a little while, right after probably like, you know, a good 10 minutes, the crowd all of a sudden starts to like cheer with him as he's uh, as he's shredding them. But, you know, some people are still, you know, still booing him and heckling him. It is seriously it is one of the more entertaining and it's on YouTube. You can easily find it. Um, just YouTube Bill Burr. Camden show, uh, Camden show comedy tour. And it is, um, like if you thought you loved Bill Burr now, Adam, and I'm, ta I'm assuming that you do. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan. Watch that set like that. You, you'll thank me later for it. You will. Because that's the most like, like seriously, like that was the moment where Bill Burr went like, and just got launched into the stratosphere of, uh, of comedians. So good. So good. Oh my God. <laughs> what a great show that was what were we talking about um football why are you asking me if i like bill burr oh because i said to you i'm not as funny as eddie murphy yeah so i just thought of comedians he popped into mind and i rewatched uh one of his netflix specials over the weekend oh the one he Which... did in london the one he did in london <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I probably watched that one like a month ago. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. It's just great. He's like trash in the U.S. He's like, oh, my country now. If I say this, oh, forget it. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm paper, a, paper Tiger is what it's called on that. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan. Oh, it's my God. Oh, shit. All right. I'm exhausted now. I'm exhausted. I love I love stand up comedy. It's one of my favorite. Really? Oh yeah, I'm. I the one thing I miss uh, in, in the pandemic is going to uh, comedy clubs in New York. Um, I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. To, I wanted to. I've been to at least ten different comedy clubs in New York. Okay. All right. I um I told you I used to run the open mic for uh, East Side Comedy in uh, in Huntington, right? Yeah. Back in the day. Oh, my God. I wish you know what? I wish I, I had more time to put together like material for the. Um, for the FSGA, right? Like I started you saw me, I started to like work the room a little bit. No, with, like, I thought you did a good job. I thought the crowd was absolutely fucking dead and stupid. I mean, well, you know, it's not I don't think like you were like hysterical, but you were good. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, try, look, here's the thing. Like, I always thought, I'm like, could I do stand-up comedy? And I think I'm better naturally feeding off someone and responding to people. I don't know. I mean, I never took the time, but I don't know if I could write comedy to stand up, like stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm funny, but I think I'm more naturally funny, like saying stuff and feeding off what others say. I think it's very difficult to do stand up comedy. And what I observe is I want to see how the comedians interact with the crowd. It's all right. You know, you're good. You're prepared stuff. You went up there. But when someone fucks with you, how do you respond? And even in the paper tiger, someone fucked with Bill Burr. And did you see how he shredded him? Yeah, that is that is comedic genius when you do that, because that that's natural. You know, you're feeding off something that was just said to you. That shows how good you are on the spot and spontaneous. Again, why I like Joe so much in a practical jokers, because you see how spontaneous he is. That is just natural gift of being funny. But yeah, I mean, stand up comedy is is not easy, man. Like, I feel bad when like sometimes I'm at the comedy club and, you know, they put someone up their first time or someone inexperienced and you can see it's not going well. I cringe with them. I'm like, oh, shit, I feel so bad for them because this is not funny. But I I feel bad. It's not easy. Yeah, I um, I, I felt most I, I felt like I was getting into a groove when I got to, like, work the crowd a little bit, started talking to like uh, Scott Fish. Peter Shanky, like the the people who are like right down there in the uh, in the front row. But I mean, yeah, like what do you expect from an audience of like, you know, <laughs> fat middle aged white dudes who just got free Bloody Mary bar, right, and lunch, right, and probably and most of them don't have any sense of humor to begin with, right? I mean, I, you know, whether they have a sense of humor or not, but you give me like free Bloody Marys and brunch, I want a nap. Like, that's what I want to do afterwards. I, I don't even want to be in a fucking conference. Oh, here we go. Breaking news during the pod. The Mariners are getting Jesse Winker from the Reds. Really? That is weird. Wow, the really? Reds are really breaking it down, huh? Huh. Winker. And, and Suarez, I'm hearing. Oh, really? I didn't see that part. I'm just seeing. Croissant. I just, you know what? It just got texted to me from the uh, from uh, the fantasy alarm crew. Holy shit. Now I got to like scroll through Twitter and figure out what the hell. Finalizing a trade to acquire Jesse Winker from the Reds. That's from Passon. Yeah, I see that. Where is Boy, this is bad for the Reds, man. Why? What are they doing, man? They're, They're just giving up dude. everyone, man. They're rebuilding. Oh, man. I feel bad for those teams, man. I mean, I'm fortunate now that Mets have Cohen. He's going to spend. But I feel bad for these. The A's, they're a complete joke. I mean, wow. that's the you have too many of these teams now that are just giving up, man. Yeah. Cincinnati is going to receive Justin Dunn. This is from Mark oh, Feinstein. Justin Cincinnati's going to receive Justin Dunn, Brandon Williamson, and Jake Fraley. Oh, my God. In, in exchange for Winker and Suarez. Wow. What the fuck is that? I mean, they're just, they're obviously tanking. They're obviously tanking because there's just no way. Like, if I was Joey Votto, I'd be like, fucking trade me now, dude. I don't want to be on this. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Oh, man. This is just, this is going to be a headache for the next two weeks trying to figure this shit out, man. It is definitely going to be a headache to uh, to to put it all together, right? Right? And I'm like, shit, man. 
Why did I, I start have not, draft I have champions not, later? Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, you, the draft champion is going to take like a week to two weeks, depending on the speed of it. So you want to get it done. And again, it's good prep for your real drafts. I mean, yeah, you would love to win the $30,000 grand prize or the league prize, of course. But um, at the same time, it's good prep. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Winker was really good last year. He just can't stay healthy and he can't hit lefties. So um, I like him. I have not been able to draft him. Um, uh, I also think the listen. I also think that he's definitely benefited a lot. I haven't looked at his split. He's yeah, definitely he does, benefited a lot from that. Yeah, I'm gonna look at his splits now. He does not hit a lot of fly balls at all. Um, he's in the 28 to 33 percent range. Let's see. So last year, eh, 13 at home, 11 on the road, 13 and 200 at bats. Now that's one year. Let's see what his career is. Uh, home, 39 homers and 650 at bats. On the road, 27 and 662. So, yeah, slight advantage there. Um, you got to worry about the health. Mariners actually do. Don't they have a pretty good lineup now? They Let's do. See. And Kanniger, they're, they're, they're also, they're also I like seriously. A lot. I don't have them anywhere. <laughs> they were linked to Chris Bryant, but I guess Suarez yeah. coming over there kind of fills that hole. So, let's see. Yeah. So, Suarez will. Uh, oh, no. I've been drafting Toro. Fuck. Well, no, they couldn't. They couldn't move Toro to second. Mm-hmm. Suarez to third, and then Frazier to the bench. Um, and then Winker in the outfield. They have Hanniger, Kelnick. Oh yeah, and they traded Fraley. Fraley, I guess, was penciled in. They still have Dylan Moore too. I guess the utility. So, oh man, I hope Tor- Toro keeps his job. Yeah, right. I hope he does too. I think I picked him up as like depth in uh, in a league or two. And I guess, That's man, crazy. freaking Reds, man. First, <laughs> and you know they might not be done. They, they were they, Tyler Molly could be next. I mean, there was uh, rumors of him to the Mets over the weekend. Obviously, that's probably done now that they got Bassett. But they're probably going to try and move Molly too. Damn, man. So yeah, you got now you're down to India, Votto, Naquin, Mustakis. I mean, Mustakis was going to DH. So do they move him to third now? I guess Fraley maybe gets some playing time. They have Aquino there, Akiyama. Yeah, pretty interesting to see what happens with this team. Man, that is yeah, crazy. This is, yeah, this is this is going to be interesting there. I don't know if – I, I honestly don't know if you can move Moustakis. I mean, but, you know, all right. So maybe um, maybe Barrero starts it short. Farmer handles the work at third. Moustakis still DHs. Um. You don't think they would think about moving Senzel back to the hot corner where he first started, do you? Mm, I don't know. I mean, you always have to worry about injuries with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And J.C. Jackson goes to the Chargers. And J.C. Jackson to the Chargers. Oh, Chargers, is- come on. We're taking the Chargers again in our futures. We're doing it. They're going to they're come through for us one of these years. Yeah, they are, baby. I don't know if we're getting I think, I feel like I'm a closet Chargers fan. They just break my heart every year. So it's like the Cowboys of the uh, AFC. So same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm a closet Chargers fan, and I'm still, they're still an AFC team for me. Oh, shit. Unbelievable. This is going to be an exciting week, man. This is definitely going to be an exciting week. So, well, so Suarez is old, 35 mil over the next three years. Mariners are taking all of it. Oh, man, man, this is crazy. All right. Well, with all crazy of this week, breaking, you're and you're not even into like college basketball that much. Are you going to watch any this week? 
Of course I am. Okay. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. I always fill out set of brackets. I always piss away money. (laughs) Like never fails. You actually pay for to be in tournaments? Why would you do that? There's somewhere it's like just it's like twenty five bucks. I'm not like putting up big money there. But if I do like, you know, four or five, I'll put like, you know, 100, 125 into it. Um, But I mean, again, it's just it's it's for me, it's just the novelty of doing it. Right. It's not. And you guys can do it also. If you're listening right now, go to fantasyalarm.com slash bracket and fill in a, a free NCAA brackets and you can win money. Doesn't cost you anything to do. I filled um, mine out already. What's that? On there. I filled mine out already on there. Oh, did I you? I win though, right? Who's win- um, I don't think you can, but maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. But what I'm going to have to do is I got to make sure that I've got somebody uh, – Somebody who's writing some uh, some MLB stuff up on the uh, for the website right now. I need a little bit of uh, we we need a little bit of juice there because uh, we don't have anybody during the day, so I might have to like scribble a piece or two. Let's see. Oh, it's almost holy shit! It's almost time for the show. Jeez, Louise, Adam, what are you doing to me? Uh, nothing. We're talking baseball and football. There's a lot going on right now. We didn't even we probably we probably missed something. I mean, I think we hit the big stories, but I'm sure we missed something. All right. Well, it's- I'll tell you what. We're going to have to call it a day here. We will regroup again tomorrow, and we will uh, we will make sure that we've blanketed absolutely everything. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Holy shitballs. This is exciting. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Big thanks to everybody who listens in, likes, subscribes. Red rum, I, I think I might need three beers. Just saying. We'll, we'll negotiate that um, as the time comes. But in the meantime, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.